0: When the lights flash and you remember you have zero training in hitting or submitting people, that's when that's Mm. when you realize fighting a little easier from outside of the cage. It looks simple. There's very little adrenaline. I don't know why more people don't do it, which means it is time for verbal tap. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rap Vasparza Ref. CM Punk. What a draw, right? Is that what we're saying?
1: Here's the joke I'm going with. We'll explain it obviously in a few seconds when Dave gets on the show. Great guest this week. Uh, guy, nice recap to Over Under Kevin. But here's the joke I'm going with now. Our good friend Drew over it because Jitsu and I were having a good laugh at this whole expense, because the CM Punk thing I think is come and gone. It's been a fun time talking about it. It's been even better. Watching so many great people who make great memes make terrible jokes about it (laughs) because there's only so much you can say about somebody who doesn't have any experience. And I feel like this is going to be something that haunts us forever from people who are incapable of really solid analysis. When it really comes down to why the UFC is bad, they're going to jump to CM Punk and we're going to go, we know. We all lived it. So I put up a Simpsons meme, which is let's never talk about this again. And then Drew and I made one together and uh, he was talking about the fact that you know there was a lot of strikes that weren't really thrown and I said, that's because a lot of people don't talk about insignificant strikes. And for fights like this, I think that's a statistic that I want to see a bar chart for, a pie graph for, and uh, he very quickly put together a meme that uh, I believe is setting the internet ablaze. But if there's one thing we can learn from this, Kev, it's I don't want to do this. That was a bad fight. I know it's not giving too much away. I know a lot of people say they'll never watch the UFC again, and that's dumb, too. There are and a lot I of won't. great
0: fighters. I'm over it. I'm done. <laughs>
1: there, there are, are a lot, to lot of great to, fighters who deserve it.
0: They love Trump. They don't like America, and it's just all <laughs> bullshit in politics. Their ratings are garbage, wrath. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if I can bring up one thing. Which is this. When people are asking why – somebody made a, a, a comment on one of our memes that said, the UFC doesn't need star or star power. And I just laughed at it because that's the whole reason CM Punk was on there. And the numbers are going to support it. I think that it did well. It's already gotten a live gate that's numbers are out of the park. But I'll ask you this, Kev. You know the UFC is coming to LA pretty soon, right? I've heard rumor. Okay, so they're coming, I think, like August or so. Do you know what their co-main event for their August card is?
0: Uh, Is this the Dillashaw card? Uh Uh-huh. No, I don't know what the co-main
1: is. It is Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson and Henry Cejudo. That's fun. We've seen it. And you know what? We're good. Yeah. And so... The saddest part of this whole scenario is it's not that these two guys aren't great fighters. It's that you have Demetrius Johnson who has to be put on a card that has a healthy LA market value to it. And they're saying, please show up for this because this guy has been trying to show he has a personality, went to Twitch, finally was able to make a name for himself in playing video games because a lot of you guys do that and said, hey, look, I'm normal, but I also happen to be in the running for GOAT. But you wouldn't even know that Because you think I'm boring as fuck. So I guess the morality of this, and my challenge to people is, Kev, if you really want to show the UFC that CM Punk was a failed experiment, maybe, just maybe, promote the fighters you are actually interested in seeing and show up for them. Because that's a way better
0: way of protesting.
1: And if you don't like giving them money in their pocket, tough shit.
0: This is the. I love how hot fire you are whenever there's they wrestling. Do. Like, there's always more emotion in it for Raf when there's a pro wrestler on the card. That's what we're seeing here. I, so, I don't. What we're. It does feel like we've hit a point, and I think the ESPN stuff is going to balloon this, mm-hmm. where the disorganization of everything surrounding the UFC is going to catch up to them. Because if you treat ESPN journalists like they treat us or anyone mm-hmm. else. It's going to be a non-fucking-starter. They're going to be like, yeah, you guys are insane and you're lunatics and you're definitely going to go out of business. That said, Raph, it's so funny the way there's such a paradox. Like On one hand, they're going to call and see if they can get Colby Covington's wrestling boring ass in for the one whatever title. (laughs) Simultaneously, uh, there's so much greatness about Jimmy, Joe, and John Anik. Outside of the fact that they look like a shiny set of testicles next to each other because they nobody got a damn bit of hair between the three of them they are they're good together Joe was stoned and fun and just like if I was a conspirator right like he was having a good time and it's because Jimmy really carries a lot of punch like he's good mm-hmm. I was impressed I mean after having to listen to uh Mark Jackson and and jeff van gundy just Mm, royal man the nba it's like pulling into one of those concrete embarkments this was (laughs) way better
1: i have to ask you this because we haven't really talked to any nba stuff are you okay uh no but okay
0: next season whatever
1: it happened and you know what the nice part about it is the season finale of lebron losing amazing love you. Did't see the finale. whole he injured his hand thing coming in the first game, but you know what? it's a nice parallel because uh, Bobby Knuckles had his hand get broken.
2: Thanks. still was
1: champion at the end. just saying
0: 100 percent chance LeBron punched J. R. Smith by the way. 100 <laughs> percent chance and I want to make it clear, whoever is responsible for this, go
1: back, find them. tell this person if you know who they are, listeners. Who said, JR goes to LeBron. Don't worry, we'll get them in game five. You give that person a break. (laughs) Give that that person a
0: Pulitzer. Yeah. It was great. (laughs) That is a great joke. 100%.
1: Like, I almost wanted to be like, Kev, can we just do one hour of talking about that joke? Because fuck everything else. You guys know how you feel about these fights. That deserves the recognition that I feel we should be giving uh, Mike the truth, Jackson. Let's discuss this, though, Kev. As all these things are happening, we know that there's some good. Ronda Rousey's going to go into the UFC Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. She should. She should be in there, and we can put a nice close, and hopefully a little bit of an upbeat part to the end of her chapter, uh, because the same people who now don't really have CM Punk to shit on for a little while are going to try and figure out what they're going to hate on, and it's going to get dicey. So... Look out amongst yourselves to see who might get the uh, reciprocating of uh, internet hate. So those are just a few things that I think uh, strike me. But, Kev, there's also another thing that was kind of weird. Did you see this, that Don Cerrone was actually
0: a breakdancer? So this part, I've never been so simultaneously not surprised and surprised about something as I saw it. I was like, oh, sure. (laughs) <laughs> like I had yeah. a, But you, as you like, uh, I forget the text. I don't remember what I saw or like the, the re-Instagram, but the incorporation that, yes, he obviously has some skills. And I enjoyed his like, as soon as a circle and a boombox breaks out, which doesn't seem like it happens very often. That's just no. a gut check. Unless he's counting Bluetooth speakers. He just likes to use the <laughs> phrase boombox because I'm with you. It's a great yeah. phrase for mobile music. This has to happen in the worst way. Yeah, getting
1: him with Gio and Boogie and Tony Ferguson needs to happen in my life. And here's the thing. I don't need to have their roles being advertised. It's just something I hope for Gio and Boogie and Tony because I don't have – like I have no stake in it. But I just think to myself, wouldn't that be cool that one day – you just either hear a story or you just know that those guys got to like train and breakdance together because I'll tell you this much. They brought me into that conversation. I'm like, I'm not a breakdancer nor am I very good at jujitsu. I'm just a friend and you're welcome for putting this together.
0: You have a, that's like a Coca-Cola. I'm just a friend. I'm just here because I enjoy breakdancing and jujitsu. They can put up a nice little fold-out chair.
1: I will sit down I will ingest it if I am so invited. I do not need to be. I just wanted to put it out there that when I saw Boogie – no, I'm sorry, Geo say, yeah, I'm down to do that. I just thought, yeah, somebody needs to make that happen. And if I'm being so kind, Kev, if Boogie did interject his way into the proceedings, this is exactly how it would have sounded. Yeah, you know, I just love this because this is my brother and we would get there and you guys, it's just all love and I really want to get out there and it would be so great. I would love to do that. Let's go ahead and like let's make it
0: a, a dream, a possibility, with uh, a reality. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think you should host it because to me, this has the most <laughs> jujitsu eight mile thing 100%. we've ever yeah. had possible. Like no <laughs> one's ever been closer to cracking that code. It's like <laughs> these guys are going to roll, then they're going to break dance, then they're going to roll break dance. So everybody, tack in your butts. It's going to get great. <laughs>
1: Uh, so anyway, yeah, they're breakdance fighting, and uh, to close out, our, I guess our, our quick little recap of things. I just want to say this, and I don't think we really need to put too much on this because I think we both agree on it. But Kev Henzo, please don't. One fighting. I, I saw please that. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> we
0: love Henzo. We love one. I'm I'm good, and we love him we, like we love Joe Montana. Yeah. Like we, but we we do not want to see Joe Montana behind center. For the nope. Miami Dolphins. Nope. I, I I mean, I understand he was a 49er or a chief, but mm-hmm. those have sure. kind of quarterbacks. That would just kind of what would happen in today's climate. <laughs> They're like, we got to send him someplace warm. And San Diego always, <laughs> already has a 50-year-old <laughs> quarterback. So it's the only place.
1: <laughs> so I feel that those are the things to do. But, you know, Kev, when you really want to feel comfortable,
0: you don't even have to retire, do you? You don't. All you have to do is suit up with the right Pre post under training garments, north south jiu jitsu. You can find their sizes. And Raph, I'm a huge fan of the A1 through A4 system because I hate <laughs> having to put an extra large. I always feel <laughs> like I'm getting judged. It's like, can we just assign a numerical value that doesn't have such a, a connotation to it, which is the extra? Not at North-South. They get it. Some of us mm-hmm. were built big with junk in the trunk or as Cisco sang about, that thong song. Not the point. Northsouthjujitsu.com. What's under your gi?
1: 100% hearing about the dumb truck in an uh, email.
0: I, I just, that I that song was about world peace, we would have world peace by now. <laughs> That's how catchy the tune and the melody are.
1: Can you give a retroactive Pulitzer Prize because if we're giving one to the person who made that meme for JR I feel like we can give one to Cisco retroactively it's just for your work in the thong song
0: he should have a best supporting actor nod for get over it a movie he was in (laughs) that
1: was the era when they just made three word titles yeah
0: (laughs) get over it she's all that oh my god oops you You just named two of the best movies in history But, Raph, today it's 101 degrees Mm -hmm. in Denver. That's where we're at. There's heat advisories. No one is outside, except yours truly, riding his bike, having no problems. Because at one point, I was frustrated with the crowd of low-quality, bad-tasting, artificially flavored crap. Not anymore. Friends at Proven Nutrition have hooked us up. You get their core drink. You can bike your way through the tough degrees outside. Get that knee warm. Get a little closer to training. Provennutrition.com. I was jamming the core drink as I was rolling out. This is good electrolytes. It's not going to get me all fried out because it's got sugar and the sun's not going to feed off it and be like, you're mine. The exact opposite. (laughs) This is nutrition you can trust. Head on over to Provennutrition.com enjoy yourself this summer get what Mm. makes you feel good get what will push you a little further put in Kevin 10 everyone will be happy Raf or Mm. Raf 10 whatever Uh, can we go find out who won in this over under series because I've never been more confident that I should have picked Holly (laughs) home
1: no one judges you but yes let us transition now
0: Let's do it. Quiet on set. (laughs) Record. Hey, everybody.
1: We've got some things to talk about here. It was a rough... You know what? I don't want to give away anything. You watched it. You know what happened. What you don't know is the story behind the stories. And, Kev, that is what we are here to do. We are here to fill the ellipsis known as what you saw... And what you might not have seen behind the scenes. Is that not true? Is that not part of what we do
0: here at Verbal Tap? You already accidentally slipped in the word heel, which is going to apply to one of the up-and-coming fighters who uh, aggressively cuddled his way to a decisive victory. And I'm excited to hear more (laughs) about the behind the stage. And I also just want to make a quick plug. Yoel Romero should be a stand-up comedian. I don't understand why he's doing this fight stuff. The last two minutes of that fight were the best of the night because it was just like, what did he say? That was lovely. In his humble opinion, in my humble opinion, he should be a comedian.
1: Well, Kevin, that's great. And speaking of comedians, it's important that we bring on funny people onto the show to match the kind of hilarity that you got at UFC 225. When those people aren't available, you bring on the next best thing, which is one, David Holsey. Dave, we've got some questions for you, but let's start with this. How do you feel on this wonderfully sunshine, go on your porch filled day?
2: I'm doing good, man. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm, I'm tired from a long weekend, but it's good. I got to watch the fights last night and, uh, yeah, left with some of the same feels that you were discussing, but, uh. Yeah, good day.
1: Okay, well, how can it be a good Ref, day? Ref,
2: can I interject? Hold on. Go
1: ahead.
0: Best roller coaster you uh, might have seen <laughs> or hit yesterday evening?
2: <laughs> uh, well, gentlemen, uh, as we discussed in the last episode, I'll grapple pretty much any man on the planet. I'll ride bulls. Davey doesn't do roller coasters. So what? Was... No, I didn't ride one, man. I walked that, <laughs> that park probably 95 times. With myself, my daughter, and her three friends, and I was a glorified chaperone, man. Made sure everything went smoothly.
0: A very well-qualified one, but the bucker being like, that rotating octopus <laughs> looks like too much. I'm not going to get on that zipper, because I don't need chiropractor bills out the yang. You girls have That's fun. I, this is my I favorite. Was, I
2: was looking at some of those rides, and I'm like, you know what? That can't be good for my knees. That can't be good for my neck. No, I'm, I'm good. Were any of the rides
0: live animals hell-bent on goring you?
2: Um, touché, but that was another life. That was a long time oh, ago. okay, 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 well...
1: Kev, this is normally the part when I say, please put your bullshit questions aside. But you got to the real deep cuts here (laughs) because that gave us the best intel that I would have never had 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 you not asked that. (laughs) Dave saying that he doesn't do roller coasters is not only a glorious omission that would have gone unforeseen on this podcast, but now we have something to hold over his head forever because – I was trying to ask you originally, Dave, before Kevin interrupted with some glorious interruptions. But here's the question I have for you. How could you be having a good day the day after all of us saw perhaps one of the worst fights of all time <laughs> on a pay-per-view? I open my question to you now. Go on, sir. Uh,
2: well, for me, it's a little bit easier because uh, Mike is a homie of mine, so... You know what? It may not have been the the showing that everybody wanted from him, but I'm happy for one of my homies that got a payday out of it. And ultimately, he got to shut somebody up that was running their mouth. You know, that was Mike's first admission in this. He said he wanted a piece of punk because he was calling him a can after the golf fight and this, that, and the other. So ultimately, we got to find out who the can was in the situation. So, you know, good for him on that side of it. This
1: is an interesting thing because when he said that he was responding to punk calling him a can, is that really an insult? If you are being called a can from CM Punk, it shouldn't even register on your radar. Now, I understand fights need to be hyped, and these things can somehow get under people's skin. But I could tell you, if CM Punk, and this is even after his last fight, called me a can opener, I'd just laugh.
2: I'd just go, oh, okay, sure, whatever you say, buddy. Yeah, fair enough. And on Mike's side and like i said if i was in his position i would probably would have done the same thing um, he saw an opening to to get a, another ufc fight to another to get another you know decent sized paycheck so why not
1: well decent for once i want to bring this up because you're taking the nice guy approach to talking about his fight but we need to get into where uh, my belief system is because all last week we put up a meme and it was dana white sizing up cm punk And the meme that we put up was Dana White looking at him and saying in his head, I hate you so goddamn much, but you're the only draw I have left on pay-per-view. Now, a lot of people forget the fact because they don't like the fact that CM Punk made his way onto the pay-per-view. Dude has a name. People really don't like that. Then they go on the idea of, well, he's really not a great fighter. And unfortunately, that part is so much true. Now, Kev, the last time CM Punk had a fight, I don't know if you recall what I said, but I said that I wished he would have made it to at least a second round.
0: Do you remember this? Um, I I don't, but that feels like something you would say because you've really wanted this to happen. Well, I wanted him to at least get a taste
1: of of what it felt like to train for so long and to get something out of it. Because when he got mauled by Mickey Gall, it just felt like, Oh God, this is, this is an assault. We should call this to our local authorities. This is just mean, but at least with him and Mike, there was a little bit better of a matchup because when I saw the two of them together, I go, all right, they kind of, obviously Mike's pulling ahead very easily, but it's not as bad for either of them as they both looked against Mickey Gall. So step one, a plus, But B, wanting him to get it to a second round was something that as I saw him throw his first kick, I said, no, we're good. We're good here, everybody. Here's Uh, how I feel.
0: I feel like we saw CM Punk's best. The problem is it's just way below the industry standard. It's like, who told you we wanted your best? Like, What we need is this, which is your ability to swing and fight. And what you brought us was... Uh, Something else. I did enjoy the conspiracy theories that were mm-hmm. even being semi-floated by Joe Rogan, that maybe Mike Jackson had a payday uh, on the side to help. Well, I'm not going to confirm that with the Lone Star Grappler rap. I'm not going to say, hey, mm-hmm. did Mike Jackson take a little money to make sure that fight <laughs> took it to the <laughs> distance? Because it's none of my business. That's why I'm not going to ask it. But wow. Fair enough. But if he did ask it, what would <laughs> Dave say?
2: I have no clue. All all I know on it is I, I reached out to him and congratulated him on the win and um have just, you know, seen the, the backlash and and what Mike has said and what, you know, Dana and everybody else has said on the on the post fight show. And I think Mike even said it in one of the interviews, I think with Ariel or one of the guys that you know, he was tough, and he, he cracked him a couple of times. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, but Mike did get popped at least once in the mouth. And, you know, that might have been a heavy enough punch for him to realize, man, I don't want to stand here and just open up and tee off on him and then get caught. Because then, cause then he, he would be getting even more flack than he is right now. Uh, if you get knocked out by Punk, that would be pretty terrible. So, yeah. Okay.
1: Let's let's address a few of the things you're bringing up as the birds chirp in the background when it sounds like a Disney movie. But I want to make sure that we address here's what happened to those of you who don't know. All right. The fight goes on. It's not great. It happens for three rounds. All Midway through, you're probably thinking to yourself, Why is this fight even happening? Now we had people who were you're saying being insulting
0: and, about one w-
1: thing. Just, what is like, that? Kind? You're
0: being insulting about one thing. Hot take. We saw the most jujitsu we saw in the main card in this fight. That's 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 fact. The it wasn't and a good knee-bar attempt. It wasn't a good one, but it was an attempt.
2: And your boy called it punk pulled guard, gentlemen,
0: <laughs> and stayed in guard, which I thought was a choice. It was like, are you enjoying the elbows? I guess he was. I guess he was. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. So you're both addressing things that are a shitty fight, except for it's astronomically beautiful jujitsu comparatively. (laughs) Here's what I do want to say, though, (laughs) as it was
1: happening, it it was a hypnotic train wreck is how I was describing it in my own brain, (laughs) because I said, I can't take my eyes off this, though. I know it's one of the worst things I've ever seen in the UFC, and you wish it would be better. But then you also realize there's no way this could be any better than what it is. You are getting exactly what you were paid for. Now, we did have some people, and this is why I reference it like this, say it's the worst thing they've ever seen. Um, I can attest to this because uh, worldwide, there were better fights in the bars it was being streamed and telecast in than as it was on TV. So for once, bar fights were better than what was on the UFC. So congratulations, bars and dive bars. It's a big day for you guys. Two, Kevin, you bring up the idea of this rolling knee bar that he was going for, and even Mike in his post presser said, yeah, he went for that. I was a little surprised by that. <laughs> I think everybody we were, Mike. did
0: a very collective, <laughs> oh, well, okay, that's a thing. He didn't look that surprised by it. Mike looked only about 10% surprised. By the I attempt. think Mike was being conciliatory. Okay. Uh, but also, here's an interesting
1: thing that happened here. So this is the part I'm not sure that people are registering. Uh, to us, us who show up week in and week out, or general MMA fans, it was not great. And one of the most not great things we've ever seen. However, to the people who only come in every once in a while, not just Punk's fans, or not just including the fact that Punk helped to break records... With his Chicago draw out there, they said it was one of the biggest draws at the United Center uh, that's not anything to do with basketball, which you figure, consider the talent that's been at the United Center, and then understand that they were doing standing room only. There is an element of Punk's draw there. But the fact of this, gentlemen, as you're watching how terrible this is, to everybody else who's tuning in, maybe for the first time... Including Dana White, including Joe Rogan, as well, people were saying you have to admire Punk's heart. Okay, Dave, do you have a response to the grit and heart displayed by one CM Punk?
2: I mean, yeah, you saw it. it I mean, he he took a you know a relative whooping. Yes, I I think Mike could have put it in another gear and, and finish the fight, but he didn't want to, you know, slip up. But the heart side of it, if, if you followed him in his previous career and you watched him in, in pro wrestling, he was known for being able to, to take a whooping. I mean, watch when he, you know, in the pro wrestling world would go against Brock or any of the other guys. I mean, <clears throat> they would ragdoll him and yeah. rather it's predetermined or not you're tough to be able to take that kind of beating on your body. So I wasn't surprised on that other than the fact that that beating was designated for his face. And you know, he, he weathered the storm and stuck it out.
1: Sure. If Brock Lesnar is suplexing me, I I don't care how scripted it is. I'm getting hurt. Um, gravity is gravity, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's (laughs) had brutal matches against the undertaker and I mean, nobody survives those. We've seen that now, Kev, Here's an interesting element to all of this. So we brought up the fact that uh, there were a lot of casual fans who had a lot of admiration for his heart. Dave brings up an important thing, which is he did take some of his punches to the face. But did you also know there was an interesting aspect, and he alluded to this earlier, that Dana White was furious with Mike Jackson? Why do you think that is?
0: Uh, Well, Dana seems to deal with some latent, I I don't want to call it race-based issues, but he does seem to have a type. He has a short (laughs) fuse, and frankly, the weed comment was genius. Mike Jackson is clearly smarter than anyone that's ever worked for the UFC or done their PR. So I enjoyed his after-the-game speech, and I presume Dana is pissed because, uh, you know, in Dana's world, every fight should end with a crushing TKO. I would imagine it's either that or it was the weed comment. Okay. Neither Uh, warranted. Really really didn't have much to do with the weed. Damn it. This is Dana (laughs) behind
1: the scenes afterwards where he said, "Uh, you know, you got to admire punk. He went out there. He's a nice guy. But uh," and then he took a second. He looked at everybody. Goes, did he retire? And he actually stopped mid question in response to go. Did he retire? I don't know if you're, oh, he's, he got sent to the hospital. Yeah, a lot of people got sent to the hospital tonight. All right, next question. But when he responded about Mike, he goes, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that guy's 0 too. I, I didn't really care for what he was doing. Uh, I mean, the whole showboating, he, he could have finished that fight, but he didn't. And uh, he was also suggesting that Mike will not be invited back to the UFC. So there is an interesting thing that happened where you had to admire Punk's heart became the new narrative. And then, yeah, sure, uh, Dana White also got to play both sides. If, if To give you an indication of where his brain was lying, here it was. He said, he's like, oh, man, if I, yeah, no, that should have been on Fight Pass. And so I thought to myself, what a fucking reversal of fortune from when Dana White, two weeks ago, is saying, All will store over him? Yeah, if he sells as many pay-per-views as Punk, then that'd be a thing. Then to come through, make the money, after you get all the money, Cleared and checked and counted, then to say, Yeah, that should have been on Fight Pass. If I could do it again, if I had any pool, I mean, I'm just the president of this place, so fuck you guys. I just thought, Well, you're going to burn and discard Punk very quickly. But Kev, is there the responsibility that Mike Jackson is supposed to finish that fight uh, in your estimation?
0: Uh, no, he was hitting him in the face pretty hard. I mean, at a certain point, right? I guess he could have laid it on, but. Uh, Whitaker broke his hand, so I I don't (laughs) pretend to know know the ins and outs of punching people (laughs) repeatedly is not great for your health. So if you've won the fight and you're beating the shit out of someone and he just kind of won't get KO'd, more power to you.
1: uh, Now I'm going to turn this over to Dave. Dave, was Dana taking kind of the older brother syndrome of when you leave your older brother and in charge and you're a parent? And the younger brother fucks everything up. And then you go back to the older brother when you get home. And you're like, how'd you let this happen? And it's like, what? Why am I giving the blame for this? Is that what you feel for one Mike Jackson? Or do you feel that he should have finished the fight? And mind you, I will text this to him.
2: (laughs) Man, again, um, I think Dana's with the whole where the fight was lined up on the card and everything else. He had a win-win situation. You know, if, if Punk would have gone in there or say they would have had a, a war or it would have been a great fight and this wouldn't have been the the narrative, as you would say, then, um, you know, he could he could say he was the the promoting genius that he really is. But, you know, he missed the mark on this one. And being that it didn't perform, he could, you know, throw him under the bus. Um, me personally, as the the type of fighter that I am, I'm going to try to finish it every time, almost to a fault. To where I might get reversed, I might get caught. You know, um, Punk was. I I think those were triangles that he was trying. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was this cool. Maybe it was this cool new submission that I don't know about because he's way better than me. Um. <laughs>
1: Somebody <laughs> at my my viewing party at the bar yelled out "triangle," and I just looked at him and I go, "He doesn't know what that is." Yeah, <laughs> and everybody I mean, just stopped and goes, "That was mean, Raph." And I go, "Do I look wrong?" In theory, he had celebrity jiu-jitsu. And you know what's great about celebrity jujitsu You get 100% of the submissions you go for in celebrity jujitsu. Um, so it's yeah. not to say that Matt Time isn't welcomed or appreciated or the fact that he's doing jiu-jitsu. Um, but, you know, yesterday we didn't claim it. So the the sport of jiu-jitsu said, no thank you. Um, having said all that. I want to bring this up before we move on, which is this. Mike, in response to Dana's accusations that he should have fixed the fight, fu- or not fixed the fight, <laughs> Words, <laughs> uh Because Dana was saying, you know, again, playing that other side, which anytime somebody does this, I always think of that Sean Connery quote from Entrapment, where I just want to accuse somebody of being like, you're playing bullshit. Because when he said that, he goes, yeah, I didn't appreciate the fact that he kept looking over instead of trying to finish CM Punk. And I thought, okay, I kind of get that. He figured he was kind of showboating. Mike then responded by saying that he was looking at his coaches to figure out what to do. Here's my sure. comment on that. If you're well ahead on the scorecards and in the fight, and you're fighting CM Punk, you don't need to look at your coaches. You're good. Just just do what feels natural and just finish the fight. So it did seem like he kind of let him make it through. If As an amateur Analyst. No more amateur than CM Punk is an amateur fighter. Anyway, long story short. Let's move on to the next fight. Gentlemen, we both have opinions on a lot of things, but none more so than how much we love Yoel Romero. Kevin, you were speaking his praises, and you said that he should be a comedian, but can we also acknowledge the fact that he fought a good fight, and there are some who are suggesting... Uh, like 100% of people named Yoel Romero believed Yoel Romero won that fight in the hospital this morning. So do you agree with that or you do you disagree?
0: Uh, I don't agree with that. I think when you're fighting the champ, you got to take it. I don't think he took it. I thought he took two rounds. I understood the split decision. And had he won, I wouldn't be like, what? Uh, I certainly think he has an argument. But he couldn't see. And, and I like, seemed to be getting really effed up at times in the middle. So to not be able to, to beat a guy who is kind of playing with one hand though, I guess, I mean, he came damn close. Like he certainly has an argument, but this fight, it wasn't like he didn't have a chance. The first three rounds, they didn't really do anything in the first two rounds to get to each other. And I just want Yoel to move up a weight class. He's a big dude. Just be healthy. He's going to be a big dude at whatever's next. So I kind of want him to do that. That was what I left with this fight. So it's like he's got so much talent. He can knock out anyone at any time. But he also looked like zombie Yoel, not fresh. I woke up and had a nice smoothie. Yoel.
1: I will say at the bar, there was definitely a moment when I said, why is Yoel fighting like an evil boss in an arcade game?
0: <laughs> he did, yeah. Like, like any time he took
1: any any danger, he would, like, stagger back, and you would almost see him turning that flashing red that you know that the villain's about to die, and you go, Bobby, finish him. Uh, but that was just my uh, perception. Also, just to point this out, I, I saw the fights over at a place called The Oaks over here in uh, L.A., and the best part about The Oaks is there was one television where everybody appeared blue, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with that television, but it was like watching Avatar. That's how blue <laughs> these people were. And I go, what? Are, how tripped out are the people who made that TV go? Um, Dave, did Yoel win or lose that fight?
2: I thought he lost. Uh, same same thing as Kev. I thought he lost three two. Um, yes, he he you know knocked Whitaker silly a couple of times. Um, but 100% you've got to go in there and you've got to beat the champ. You have to, you know, beat the brakes off of him in order to take that belt in a decision. And um in my personal opinion in my mind, rather he got screwed over getting pulled an hour early from his two extra hours that he needed for weigh-ins or whatever they're trying to claim for the point 2 that he missed. Um you automatically start in the negative in my mind if you missed weight. Um you tried to game the system or whatever. You just weren't prepared. So I'm going to okay, look at I you mean in you, negative You, you light were, did
1: text me and you said, see, he's a cheater. And Kev, when I went to go trade and he just goes, see, he's a cheater. I thought he was talking about you. And I go, oh, wait, yeah, <laughs> <probably. laughs> I don't know. And there was no context. It was just, yeah, see? Yeah, Kevin Probably. And I had why? to ask him. I was like, be clear <laughs> on who's being the cheater and why they're a cheater. And he was the one to break it to me that Yoel – didn't make weight. Now you alluded to the fact that he, uh, had some run in with the commission. Can you explain your perception of what happened?
2: Well, and, and this is just something that I've, I've said with anybody that misses weight, you know, it's, you agree to terms of a fight, rather it's, you know, this weight or that. And, you know, I've fought 20, 30 pounds above my weight, so I don't think it should be that big of a deal. But, um, anyways, he got, you know, he missed weight on the first time. he, Rather it's early weigh ins, late weigh ins, guess what? You have six, eight weeks to plan for this fight, so you're just adjusting your weight cut by twelve hours. So it really shouldn't matter if you're gonna if you're gonna make weight in the morning, you're gonna make weight in the afternoon. Uh, he missed weight at the first time, so they gave him another two hours and then I guess he was really tired because he missed weight the first time, so his coaches said, Okay, we'll give you, you know, forty five minutes or so to relax and just kinda catch your breath and then we're gonna start getting this point two off of you you know in the the final hour and supposedly the commission came in you know with one hour left and said okay well time's up you got to go now um which if that's the case that's unfortunate it sucks um that you weren't completely prepared and you missed weight the first time in i mean that's that's what it comes down to for me
1: this is tough for me because i do feel how you feel However, I am a stickler for the rules in terms of, well, what are you supposed to be allotted? Because I couldn't tell if his team wanted to come back early and they stupidly brought him back too early. That's kind of the way I thought I heard it. And to hear Dana White then do the recap, which was, no, it sounded more like the commission came back and then said hey, you've got to go after just 45 minutes, not giving him his full two hours to show up. Now, your larger contention here, if I'm listening right, is you should hit that mark at the very beginning, right? Is that kind yeah, of what you're I arguing?
2: Mean, it, it, especially in, I get it. There's been certain cards, and I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there's been certain cards where you see three, four, even sometimes you know, five guys miss weight by that same 0.2 to 0.5 margin. Mm-hmm. and these are people that don't normally miss weight so maybe that's a, a commission thing maybe that's a scale you know there's variables right maybe you're pushing on the towel and trying to make yourself lighter i don't know but uh <laughs> i was just about to
0: say it, everybody needs to go to the daniel cormier school of 0. 0.4 pounds right don't fuck I, off.
2: and 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 the other side of it is i don't know if y'all notice this um i'm going to try it next time i weigh in Yoel did do like this big exhale, like he his air weighed more. So he like before he gets on the scale, he goes <laughs> and exhales really hard. And I was like, "Dang, man, maybe that was like point three right there." And he just needed one more like little burp or something. He could have made weight, but uh, you know, it's kind of like on, when, you, on.
1: when you make your heart stop on the, the yeah. heart monitor when you're being under oath, and they're like, "We're doing this test." That's bullshit anyway. But then someone holds their breath and they go, "I didn't commit that crime." <gasps>
2: But Maybe him him off and an make age. him make
0: if, weight. If he had ripped a 0. .04 pound fart, I would have officially <laughs> become a yellow It's like you're one eighty five point two. <laughs> he just crushed it. It's like one eighty four point eight. He's in. Yay!
1: Can I, can I point this out? Both of Kevin's major interruptions to the stream of thought, have been knocked out of the park helm runs today. The first one gave us Dave being afraid of roller coasters. The second one being like, nope, got a fart joke. A Allow locker. me to do
0: it. A leg locker. <laughs> Always I'm time scared. for fart jokes, man. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh you know, it's, now, just, it's a bank because it works rough. Kev, here's the issue, though. So
1: this whole thing brought to light something that made uh The Bald Father very... Very angry.
0: Did anything make him happy, including his million-dollar salary last night? I just don't – never mind. Go ahead.
1: No, I mean, uh, uh, he was testy to the uh media yesterday for this mere thing Imagine which how was i felt
0: paying for that piece of shit <laughs> no, you
1: not about you right now. <laughs> kevin wants to have his own press conference being like i've got a few things to say ask me questions about me paying for this bullshit you
0: made money dana i'm a sucker over here
1: <laughs> <laughs> kevin nobody's ever hosted their own rival post presser but we need to fly you out just so that you could have the table next to dana and go i've got some things to say too who wants to ask me questions so kev here's what he was mad about this whole weigh-ins fiasco is now they do the early weigh-ins and then the, uh, they do the ceremonial weigh-ins at four o'clock right
0: yeah that's there everybody's here and we're not actually staring at the number of the screen
1: mm-hmm guess what Dana wants to do away with that and what Dana says goes because when they asked they said hey Dana we spoke to some of the fighters and there seemed to be kind of a split more people seem to be a little bit more toward maybe keeping the 9 a.m win so that they can rehydrate and they can get their bodies back in order and Dana goes yeah well we talked to more people okay which is a great answer for science by the way oh you <laughs> did you talked to some people well we talked to more there's like 500 fighters we talked to all of them and I thought, man, Trump is really rubbing off on Dana here. Uh,
2: so, I was going to say,
1: it's a Trump answer. It's 100%. And as he's responding to them, Kev, he then declares, fuck your research to the five or six people you talked to tonight who agreed with you. We're going to go back to four. Because he says the science suggestions, uh, which, by the way, is a, a oh, brilliant way of saying, what believe me, okay, yeah, believe trust me, me. me. <laughs> everybody knows it, you know it, I know it. And science. two... When he does respond like this, Kev, he was making it so clear that there's been a downward trajectory of fighters making weight since they went to early weigh-ins. Now, he said he heard different appeals from a number of people, but there's one I wanted to bring up to everybody's attention, which he said uh, Eddie Alvarez brought up a really good point, which was if you're not going to make weight, you're just not going to make weight. It doesn't matter what time it is. You're just going to be one of those people. It doesn't matter if it's 9 a.m. or whatever. So he says that as part of his argument. I go, that's not too bad. But then Dana falls back on this line of reasoning when she goes, and do you guys know fighters? They're not early morning people. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they don't like getting up. And I go, dog, this is the worst. Ar- is this the science you're falling back on? So, Kev, I ask you this question. What scientific method did science get used in data White's
0: research. Yeah, Raph, you're just being another liberal, condescending <laughs> asshole right now. This is clearly from the steep, steep sleep. No, hold on. I think sleep study of Stephen Grubbs. I'll have to look at it. Doesn't matter. It clearly says fighters, extreme people don't get up early. <laughs> That's fact. That's science fact. It's also it might be in the Bible. It might be religious science and fact. And this is just you. I don't know. Well. I have canceled my subscription to fighter pajamas,
1: uh, monthly magazine, but you know, the fact that fighters just wake up and don't want to be there. I mean, I wish I could tell my boss that and him look at me and go, Oh, you don't want to be here. Well, I'll do a press conference. Fuck these clowns. (laughs) So when somebody asks about it, they just go, all right, is that what we're going to, you know, are you going to look more into it? He goes, Nope, they're back 4 PM. That's the new way. And that's all we're going to, there's no debate. There's no debate. So that's what set him losers. off there. Um, I want to switch over Dave on this as we kind of round a uh, third on this Yoel and Bobby thing. I want to bring up a couple more facts. Number one, how did we get this good of a fight when Yoel's eye got busted up in the first round and Bobby Knuckles's arm goes to mush to the point where he becomes, for just last night only, Bobby Elbow's.
2: man uh i mean it's obviously bobby knuckles is is the best in the world for a reason you know yo romero is a freak of nature he's been on you know every world team and, and olympic team in the past and all these other things you got guys like dc calling him the greatest wrestler in mma history um and he's put the majority of the division away excluding you know robert whitaker so um not surprised, man. They both have heart for days, you know. Yoel was eating head kicks like cookies, and <laughs> and just kept on coming. So, yeah, it was it was definitely. If memory serves, I think our boy Kev called it fight of the night. So,
1: hmm. did you, Kevin? Uh, yeah, it okay. was good work, you. Uh, unfortunately, because uh, Yoel came down with a case of fat, and I want to speak to this. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard for that man to lose weight because his Look muscles can't lose any more I- I weight. I was just going to say, was point. he supposed
0: to cut off an ab? Like, what <laughs> you, how's he supposed to do this? So, uh, he
1: couldn't win any of the bonus. So, 100K of the fight night bonus, instead of just 50, went to Bobby Whitaker. Kev, there's some interesting news that happens here as well. So, these two definitely uh, go down their separate paths. Uh, Yoel is saying this morning he thought he won the fight. Uh, Bobby, and I thought this was the most choice moment, Bobby got asked by Joe Rogan in the post presser if he would welcome a rubber match. Now, normally (laughs) one person has to win each uh, of those fights to merit a rubber match. Did you see the look on Robert's face when asked, would you like to fight this
0: behemoth again? It looked exactly, I mean... I can only associate it to every time I took an Algebra 2 test. It's just like, uh, <laughs> do I have to? Like, is that a prerequisite? <laughs> I mean, I thought I did too already. Did I not? So <laughs> I was with him. He was like, I just broke my fucking hand on this guy's face. Like, what do you know? I don't want to fight him again. Done.
2: <laughs> I think amazing. if.
0: Whitaker just holds out there's no way Yoel Romero's diet can sustain like this I mean he's already pushing it he'll go up a weight class Uh,
1: well that's the thing Dana was saying he believes he should go up a weight class Uh, I just love the fact that as Bobby got asked that question from Joe Rogan he did the most beautiful transition into uh, you know I'm gonna go back and uh, talk with my coaches After I literally told you Joe Rogan, he hits like a motherfucker. Don't ask me that question now. (laughs) I don't want to fight him again. I've beaten him twice. And this one just barely because that motherfucker had his back. And if Yoel's corner yelled anything other than he might have actually knocked Bobby out when he took his back, if he had done some work uh, while Bobby's kind of internal and trying to. I guess, see a higher power as that was happening. So those are kind of the notes and whatnot on that. Let's get to the other fight that I think is one that we should talk about. Though, we're in a new era, gentlemen. When we talk about the fact that there are a lot of things that pro wrestling kind of happened yesterday. Was that whole Mike Jackson fight something that was set up? Was he paid off a little bit more? Did Punk do a job? All of these questions that I know people are asking. The real question is this did anybody else see the face turned by one Michael Bisping as Colby Covington tried to out shit talk Michael Bisping? Dave, did you see this?
2: Yeah, I did, man. Uh, Bisping seemed like he was getting a little irritated, obviously, because, uh, you know, Colby was kind of taking a little bit of his stick, but then at the same time he was trying to do the big brother thing and, and, I think give him some good advice. You know, like, listen, just enjoy this moment a little bit instead of being, you know, such a dick. But uh, he's embracing it, man. He's going full force into it. So more power to him.
1: I just thought it was fascinating, Kev, to see retirement is treating this being very well because now he can just do what Chael did, which is, oh, I'm going to call you guys out because I don't have to do the tricks anymore.
0: And it was fascinating. Did you see the interview? I did. I also thought... From Bisping's perspective, I feel like he learned a valuable lesson from Mr. George's St. Pierre mm-hmm. and has decided it's like, I'm retired. And I'm sure he is retired until someone's like, hey, we were going to give you so much money to fight Goldie Covington. <laughs> I'm sure he is yeah. retired till that yeah. time. So I'm impressed. I'm good with... I don't know what Colby Covington's deal is. He seems like someone that's trying to figure out how to talk shit that it doesn't yes. come very naturally, I guess is the best way to say it. Cause it just, it feels like there's a disjointed breathiness to it that it's like, watch Mike Jackson. Mike, Mike uh-huh. doesn't have this problem when he's hitting the punctuation. I just don't ever quite believe Colby. That's why my- here's a fun part
1: of Colby's thing. So with Colby, it's a stick. So that's kind of your gimmick. If you would, In comedy, And you can tell that because he's giving himself uh, what you talk about Willis catchphrase when he looks at people and he goes, oh, look at these filthy animals. Oh, man, these filthy animals over here. And you go, do you have any other things you say? Because, man, that was four months ago, wasn't it? Are we done with that yet? Did you come up with some new shit? So when he was testing out his new material, it's not like he gets to go to the... Hollywood improv and really test out his shit talking you're seeing it render real-time and it's not fun it's really boring and more importantly it's embarrassing because you look at him and you say dude this is an awesome night for you you are the almost champion and that's impressive I don't know that I see a healthy Tyrone Woodley uh, falling to the same fate that Dos Anjos did but let's talk a little bit about the strategy Uh, Dave, what did you think about Colby's uh, basically coming out of the gate hot fire? Like when he went after Dos Anjos, he didn't allow him to get into the fight for the first two rounds just by
2: smothering him. No, you hit the nail on the head, man. And I think that's the the way to be able to to put it on Dos Anjos. You know, if you stand in the pocket and you want to go tit for tat with him standing, you know, like we discussed, you know, last week he's gonna you know, piece up guys like Robbie Lawler. So Colby did what he needed to. And then Dos Anjos kind of used Colby's, you know, tactics against him in, in the middle of that. So, I mean, it was a, it was a decently close fight. Um, Colby took it clearly, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, I think it would, he did what he needed to do in order to uh, to take out Dos Anjos. But like you said, a healthy Tyrone uh, or Tyron, no. Now he's not going to be able to do that to him. I think he's got the wrestling and the grappling to stop all that and the actual knockout power to, to put Colby to sleep.
1: Kev, where did it go wrong for Dos Z- Anjos, though?
0: Uh, somewhere around, I don't know, three years ago, probably physically. Wow. As, his, wow. as his body started to <laughs> fail him wow. in a way that happens when you're in your 30s, if that's uh, the fairest. Because this was, to me, the classic. Colby just bullied him. That was it. This wasn't a very exciting fight. It wasn't to me, at least. There was zero jujitsu. There was not a ton of really fun wrestling either. It was mostly like, I oh, know I'm going to hold him here and punch at him, which yeah. is what Dos Anjos does. So it was like, oh god, this is... <laughs> buckle up, everybody. No one's getting KO'd for the next twenty four to twenty seven minutes. So glad I did mention it
1: it. In, uh, at my viewing party. I said because uh, one of my homies just goes, "There's no way." dos anjos is gonna lose this guy and i go i don't know man i said this i go i'm rooting for dos anjos but there's a few things that concern me he's like what's that and i go i just feel like colby's gonna use that wrestling gonna try and neutralize him and he's gonna play the young man's game of oh shit if i let him get into the fight i'm in trouble like let's not make this a straight up boxing match let's press him up let's make him tired and my buddy looks at me and he goes oh that is kind of how it's playing out And he goes, oh, Dos Angeles can turn it up at any time, though, right? And I go, no, he's suffering from what we like to call getting older. (laughs) You don't know this yet. You're all of 24. It comes. And when it hits you, there's a moment when you try to say, all right, now I'm in the fight. What's that, body? I'm not? Oh, shit. Well, thanks for letting me
0: know. Be nice if I could actually get into the fight. So. That's where Sinead O'Connor starts playing in the background for uh, Connors Walking. <laughs> <Yay-o. laughs> this fight to me, I mean, do you guys have more on it? <laughs> um, I just want to
1: brush on this. Uh, I think we already talked about the future of that belt. I think Colby is going to continue filling it up, but there was one note that has nothing to do with any of that. Uh, he was asked if he was going to go take that belt to Trump by Joe. Uh, And he he basically offered it up. He said, yeah, I'm going to go do that. In the post presser, Dana asked, hey, are you going to make a call into your buddy? And that's normally a question you go, oh, fuck that noise. Yeah, I'm not going to do that for him. I'm not going to call and bother Trump for that. Dana White actually said, yeah, we'll make that happen. Not, yet. I'll call him. Yeah, we'll see about it. Dana White said, yeah, we'll make that happen. So it's as if Dana White is picking up the same bat phone that Kim Kardashian uses in order to get a fast pass over to Trump. And I do wonder, it sounds like it very well could
0: happen. Is this like a champions meeting?
1: Listen, I think so. But the difference is these other people who are champions are teams. And the fact is they're going to appeal to Trump's ego, which is he shit talked all of the people you hate. And he's going to be like, Oh, I like this guy already. He likes what I like. Bring him. So there's that. But anyway, Kev, you may transition off of this now.
0: Very pro wrestling heel. Uh th- to me, I thought the most fun fight in terms of like outside <laughs> of the big guys, because Arlovsky Tulvasa is just like somebody's gonna die tonight. Home Anderson. That's a fun fight. Anderson's got some skill, but damn uh what are you up to, Dave? Do you have time to go teach her jujitsu?
2: <laughs> yeah, man, it was uh It was rough, but, you know, Holmes showed another side of her game that she's never shown before in her professional career is the fact that she could actually wrestle and she could grapple, Um, you know, size makes a difference. And, you know, that if you don't really have a a founded, you know, grappling game, the the longer guy will have a a hard time with the shorter opponent. But if she learned how to use those hooks and, and learned what an underhook was, then she might have been able to, to make that a different fight for her. Learned what an underhook was. I, okay. <laughs> Used an it. underhook to get up off the bottom.
0: Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I, I was just uh, calculating. <laughs> I was like, she's plenty of limb space for all the hooks. <laughs> Megan Anderson, I did enjoy that Joe couldn't get over that she looked like an Avatar character, and he was really mm. obsessed ah, with that.
2: Man, how, I mean...
0: She does. I don't know. Maybe blue. I, who doesn't? But <laughs> Joe apparently got the live feed that was happening at the Oaks where I was watching it.
2: <laughs> there you go. I was going to say, ask Raph in his blue TV.
0: Absolutely.
1: Gents, there's a whole thing here. Uh, I mean, Holly Holm had the best answer that even made the bald father happy. When asked uh, to Dana, actually, they said, Dana, where do you see Holly going? Does she stay at feather? do would you like to see her at a different weight and dana said uh yeah she told me backstage uh she sees herself fighting in both she doesn't need to pick and that's what she told me she wants to run and, and have her feet in both and i like that answer and i was like me too dana all right high five on that one so kudos to holly home uh she looked good yesterday i was very happy for her um and you know what the nice part is i don't know what else they are gonna do in that division so yeah, sure. Cyborg again. I don't know. At this point, I just want to see Holly Holm continue to get some good fights and be challenged. That's about it. That works. Uh tie to a visa is what I like calling him. I, I was mad at myself for not calling him to a visa. Never leave home without it or some bullshit. But beats Andre Olovsky. It was an okay fight. Um I I'm intrigued by the fact that Arlovsky can keep himself relevant after all these years. I thought that's Interesting and impressive. Um, But, yeah,
0: Kev, did you have any more on that fight? Toya Vasa's tattoos have got to be pound for pound. First of all, the most ink anyone has absorbed in the history of absorbing ink. But second, really painful. I just, that guy is a real puzzle to me. Love him. I like the bike short tattoo. I might do it too. If I just (laughs) wasn't such a pansy, that would really help with like. Something uh,
1: was saying, because I looked at him and I go, those tattoos he's got are impressive. And they said, yeah, I think they did that old school version of tattooing on him, Uh, like the really painful version. And I was like, oh, I check out. I don't need that in my life. So, uh, no, thank you. Let's go down the card a little bit. I just want to kind of skip over these, but I don't want to skip over them entirely. Curtis Blades. Over, hey now, you're in Allistar Overeem with his attempts at leg locks. If you were to tell me that Allistar Overeem was going to be going for heel hooks, I would have told you, Kev. Wait, what? He was losing. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. So that was weird. I did yell out Danaher DVD at the bar I was at, and it was very well received. So uh, kudos to me on that one as well. Uh, any notes on that one, Dave?
2: Man, I mean, a a couple of things he missed on those leg locks. Again, kudos for going for him, man. You're the you're the greatest heavyweight striker of all time. There's really no arguing that. And you're dropping back for an outside heel hook. Um Yeah, I mean, he was getting held down and it was a good it was a good attempt. He, you know, the the grip was off and the lace wasn't there, but uh you know i I wanted him to go for it i I think I picked blades for the fight and because Alistair's chinny these days, but uh I kind of switched my pick in the middle of the match as soon as he went for that heel hook i I got all excited and I wanted him to to take it because again kind of like Arlovsky stick <laughs> you know sticking into the elite level late into his career, which going back, I thought Arlovsky took that fight, but nobody asked next time that. Okay. I know. I just want to make clear.
1: That wasn't just part putting of the my criteria. In I know uh, that you just did, and that nobody asked you that. So let's move forward. Uh, women's Straw away, Claudia, and Carla put on a, a, actually a really fun fight. It was scrappy as fuck, because at first, you looked at Carla just kind of getting rocked a little bit. Found her way to make it uh, a fun fight, so I did enjoy that one. Um, let's get some props here, because I did tweet this out, Kev, and I want to get your opinion on this, but. There comes a point when it's hard to talk to fighters about retirement. Uh-oh. They don't really want to do it. No. But Dana said that he did pull a certain fighter who wanted to fight in front of a Chicago hometown audience afterwards. And he pulled him into his office. Which, by the way, if somebody ever says, and this is Dana, ever says he pulled somebody into his office after a fight, uh, that usually means retirement's kind of coming, so... Here it is. I want to say, this is what I tweeted out. (laughs) I think I tweeted out. It's like that old adage goes. You either retire or live long enough to see
0: yourself become the main attraction on Fight Pass. Uh, First of all, nice Batman parallels. Second, Rashad, you're going to do great. (laughs) Everyone's excited for you. (laughs) Head on back down to, uh, oh, it's like Blackzilla. That's not it. Whatever it is. Black (laughs) house. Blackzillions? Black Zillions! I was like, oh, Blackzilla yeah. doesn't sound <laughs> no, right. Is it Blaz? <laughs> no, that, that's not it either. Black the most
1: inadvertent fucking black exploitation drop in we've ever had on the show.
0: You were two for two until then, Kevin. I was just trying to get the name of his next uh, step. Good so, news though. So.
1: Spike Lee has optioned Blackzilla, so look for that. <laughs> hitting netflix in two years guys
0: uh i wow. i'm gonna miss some rashad but oh my god is it time to stop fighting professionally as, as, yeah. a, as a mixed martial artist i definitely need to that Jiu Jitsu welcomes you rashad i got my man dave on the line you can fight him and fight to win we're so nice in the jujitsu community we don't hit you in the face at all really i mean wagner does a little <laughs> but you're way outside yeah. of his weight class don't worry about it. Just come join the jiu-jitsu crew. You're going to love it, Rashad.
1: Yep. Now, here we go. Uh, last couple things to mention, uh, props to Sergio Pettis for getting back in the win column again. Uh, and a fun so little handsome. bout between Joseph Benaventas. and then you got unfortunately, Clay Guida also falling short in front of his hometown audience. Uh, but a very nice guillotine from one Charles Oliveira. Kev, I want to also point this out before we go. Uh, Dan Ige made such quick work of Mike Santiago it looked like a mauling and I barely tuned in on time on my fight pass and I go oh let's see this fight oh it's right at the beginning alright I have a second to go ahead and start working on some dishes here the that... nope it's done 43 seconds is all you had oh fuck well and the minute you see him climb aboard and start putting in work on Mike Santiago you go oh this I feel bad for you sir Oh, that feels bad. And that was also another hometown person. So I guess the moral of the story, don't fight in your hometown for uh, this card. I don't know if it happens in the future, but this Chicago crowd was very disappointed. So, Kev, I think we have some results to get to. Do you have some words you'd like
0: to say before you reveal them? I mean, I guess if I were to gonna like people from Texas, every once in a blue moon, the lightning strikes and they get fucking lucky. And I just can't help but feel like that's where we've arrived at today. To be fair, isn't that a Garth Brooks song? I feel it is. There's definitely a few songs about lightning. Yes, from Garth. Yeah. 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 And the uneducated thunder rolls, to quote the great <laughs> Garth
1: <Brooks.
0: laughs> This one hurt. Well- The man's got skill, I guess. Raph, in addition to being uh, a fantastic bodyguard at the local carnivals, (laughs) uh, hits eight fights out of the 12. I only got six. Tough balance. This is my worst nightmare. In the next episode, I have to explain to Yoel Romero after his eye gets done swelling. (laughs) why i like him uh go ahead dave would you like to take a victory lap on your ability to pick fights and just uh be a more superior human being
2: oh man i'm not one to gloat too much but uh yeah i'm i'm rarely wrong
1: (laughs) wow I mean, let's not start spouting lies just because you won at a thing against Kevin. I hate hate to break it to you. You essentially beat the CM Punk of over under Kevin. You
0: know, Raph, I don't need your BS. I was on like a three fight win streak until the last two. So was CM Punk and those smokers in his gym. He won every (laughs) one of those. Uh, it's, there's only part of me that just does not believe that i do not I he, he, there was a report
1: a long time ago before he did his first fight that said he lost every one of those smokers um let's put it this way kev you you did you did good you fought your heart out you gotta really respect your heart here kev no because it's it's a lot to have heart and granted you took a lot of beating in the face region uh we're getting a ct scan for you just in case just because of how brutally you got beat but um you're gonna put up a tweet a little later that just says hey guys i'm just living my dream
0: i'm so pissed i lost to a one-star grappler ref this is rock bottom (laughs) this is it so okay now what is it that
1: you lost on this bet kevin
0: i have to have a five minute praise conversation with yoel (laughs) romero which means oh, first the the people
2: champ Yoel Romero
0: as soon as he gets out of the hospital. <laughs> which means I have to convince <laughs> him to get on the phone, which is its own backstage challenge.
1: But by the way, you, we have to get a hold of him the minute he gets out of the hospital.
0: <laughs> he, <laughs> I did like. I'm sorry. I love that it was Yoel proclaims from hospital bed. I'm the champ. I was like, God, of course he does. That's the best sentence I have read in a really long time
1: in this world of fake news and shitty shitty things that are happening in the world that does bring you some delight well pulls out
0: ventilator to proclaim (laughs) i don't think it went that bad
1: (laughs) (laughs) well okay well i've never seen anybody bet as weirdly as dave has
0: on uh this over under kevin but Let's uh, give this, you some opportunity. Ref, this is I'm upset. I was really excited about the one star grappler reviews of Dave. I was had in my head about what it was gonna be. So this is this is this is tough for both the fronts.
1: Let you know, Kev, I never had such a vested interest in you winning. So you you know, you didn't let me down, you let Yoel down. And he that. already cut one thing for us this week, so you know, just saying. So that's a lot to ask that's why you we else. need to let
0: him get out of the hospital <laughs> we'll, we'll find him
1: all right well i guess that's what we'll do uh coming up dave is there anything you'd like to say before we escort you off so that we can send you to the hospital as well to check on your your medicals
2: no i'm good man thanks for having me again
1: uh where can people follow you maybe
2: uh you can find me on instagram at Lone Star Grappler, uh, CorvoMartialArts dot com or CorvoBJJ.com dot com to link up with the gym and then uh, catch me on a super fight coming soon with uh, Submission Hunter Pro, oh, who I've been nice repping with for the last couple of years now. So,
1: and you teach over at your gym, correct?
2: Yes, sir. Corvo Martial Arts. Um, we're an affiliate of Soul Fighters under Bruno Mendez, And, um, yeah, I've been there for a little over a year. I teach the no-gi over there twice a week. And then we've got another school in Rockwall, Texas, which is probably 45 minutes from where I'm at. And uh, I teach there once or twice a week also. So I'm busy, man.
1: That's awesome. And if you guys get the opportunity, really, really do follow this man's Instagram. He is putting up some fantastic content, uh, a bulk of which is teaching you guys how to do some really, really solid leg attacks. Um, Of course, that's not all he's teaching, but if you are somebody who might be interested in leg locks, they kind of seem like something the kids are doing these days. I would highly suggest you take some of this uh, solid content that you're getting from this man over here because I'm bastardizing at least half of what you put up. So I don't want to like show you what it looks like because you look at it and you go, oh, please don't put me as the name responsible for this, Rath. I'm not Isis. I'm not trying to take responsibility for this. Set. <laughs> yeah quite on but i feel you know, like speak- uh go ahead
2: no you're saying speaking of which people are, are trying to get in on this i yesterday while i was walking around the theme park i was uh listening to the joe rogan podcast with uh sugar show and uh they actually trained with augusto mendez which is my professor's brother and they were saying they've been working legs with him and wanting to get better at that so uh yeah if those guys hear this you know get with me and i'll come out to arizona or y'all can come out to texas and you know the Sugar Show can learn some of the Lone Star grappling leg locks, and maybe we'll see that in the UFC not before too long.
1: Well, I can almost assure you they're not,
2: but it's good to put it out there because you never know who's
0: listening.
1: Sometimes Kevin and I don't.
0: Uh, anyway, plus Raph, check out his advanced series, Avoiding Roller Coasters from All the oh, the No life, Volume Two. I'm, no, it's an extra. I think it's a nice thing he does with the heel hooks. It's
2: a really, it's a really simple concept in life, and it's it's something that's really hard for a lot.
0: <laughs> Bull. road Bulls, you hypocrite <laughs> I don't and the no. fact
1: that he cut the world's best psa to be like well actually kevin it's a huge issue and a lot of people suffer from that you dick thank you uh i'll let you know kevin's knee is very weak so when you roll with him no big deal anyway very. <laughs> Dave, we couldn't be happier that you came on the show. Thank you so much for recapping the show uh, that we saw yesterday, as weird as it was. I'm glad you were here to bookmark perhaps the worst fight we've seen in some time, question mark, and probably we'll never see again. So uh, we thank you here for coming here to commemorate whatever the fuck it just was. But uh, we look forward to talking with you in the future again much, sir.
2: Appreciate it, fellas. Anytime.
0: Raf, what a podcast. Never been a big fan of the state of Texas. Always felt Mm -hmm. like it was Kansas South. But despite that, I really, Dave has a special place in my heart. I'm I'm a big fan of the uh, one star grappler.
1: Big fan. (laughs) I'm sure you are. Especially, I mean, he didn't soundly thrash you, Kev. But I hope you understand, and forgive me for this, I had to get in that CM Punk joke because it's a clearinghouse to me right now for most CM Punk jokes. I'm not saying I'm not going to make any more. I'm just saying in order to do my part to reduce my carbon footprint of CM Punk jokes, I'm trying to get them all just out of my system now so that I don't contribute to the problem of making really shitty jokes in that department.
0: In that department, we reserve the right to make really shitty jokes about a lot of other things. 100%. That's what the lawyers told me yesterday. What what CM Punk, it's nice to have them back after the Cavs Series. With CM Punk out there, (laughs) I I mean, Raph, I guess, hold on. Every time they kept talking about his heart, all I could feel was like that same speech where it's like, anyone can do this. Anyone. You. uh, Some (laughs) neighbor. Anyone not in shape currently but really has a knack for heel hooks anyone can do this so i i think that was an uplifting part of the whole heart argument don't get me wrong
1: love heart i know it comes in uh, effect i'm told that when you have it it's an important element but i do propose the following scenario and i'd like science to see if this is actually something that's capable can you form captain planet without heart did they ever try it because i just think to myself That's something you tell somebody who's not getting a participation trophy, but you say, hey, look, we can't form this like superhero without you. You have heart and it's really what helps. And then he leaves and there's like, you believe that bullshit? He bought the fact that we can't form him without wind, fire, earth and water. Nope. Heart's the thing that makes him go. Thanks, pal. I'm pretty sure they told him a lie. So I'm just saying, go see if you can form him without heart and then we'll go from there but kev the one thing that i think we didn't mention that i just kind of laughed at was you could tell that joe rogan kind of really didn't want to interview punk but when he goes yeah i want to talk to you too and cm punk goes nah i'm I'm
0: good yeah
1: my face is broken (laughs) i've already done my uplifting speech and i still got shit for it or maybe he just didn't know what was happening either way i'm intrigued to hear what joe has to say about it because I, i know he's gonna now Say, we should have never
0: seen that fight,
1: but let's be nice to Punk and say he tried.
0: So much heart. So much heart. <laughs> it's like it's, uh, those pleasantries. It's like, I really love your spirit during that mm. performance. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, great. My spirit wasn't the point. I, mm. uh, look. We are big fans of anything that they're going to try that's going to put on a show. So CM Punk, Daft Punk, whatever it takes, we are in and we're more than prepared to hook up a sound booth. That said, if you're going to get this funny, you should hire more funny people. And uh, mostly it's just Joe Rogan right now and Bisping's interpretation of a British comedian. Not going great. No. We already, please, help us keep the dream alive. Go shop with our friends at com. Go shop with our friends at ProvenNutrition.com. Raf, it's time for my 54th favorite part of the show um, behind our legalese signing uh, shout-outs. Yeah. Big time going. First, to the people at Garmin that make these little fitness watches, this is kind of a go-fuck-yourself shout-out. I don't Uh, need a text that says (laughs) MOVE. Because I'm enjoying the fights. It's not my fault they're going 30 minutes a clip that the three-round fights are somehow going 20. I was trying to get some exercise. I did a little yoga. But Garmin doesn't need to come at me with its passive-aggressive move texts. So outside of that, headed to Maine this weekend to hang out with the whole Phillips crew on my father's side. We're going to spread some ashes. in my It's going to be a fun lobster filled trip Raph. that's a uh, massive shout out to the whole phillips crew for coordinating it but that's going to do it for me well okay that was a lot that you
1: packed into a, a relatively short amount of time it, yeah you were you were so angry about getting a note that just move. says move and it's a suggestion at least in my brain but i understand it's kind of when people say "Raph, are you really going to finish all that and i go yeah. What's the point? Are you trying to Okay, I was asking for your input. I know what I'm eating. I just feel bad because I wonder if someone dies and then they get a text that says move. <laughs> it's
0: like their Garmin Watch was real prick about the whole situation. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's try and uh, bring
1: us back on an upper, guys. Um, I want to give a shout out to the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club. LA Jiu-Jitsu. I'll be training there this week. I'm excited for that. I think I've got a really fun interview that I'm doing a little bit later. Speaking of which, I've got some fun IBJJF interviews. They're going up this week and maybe a surprise or two uh, from Yonder. I mean, we're going through our verbal tap clips right now. And uh, there's some stuff in the vault that we've never shared with you guys that we're looking forward to putting up. So look at our YouTube page. Go there, subscribe, do all that good junk. But look for me at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, 8 a.m., and then Tuesday, Thursday at 11.30. And I hear there's a rumor this week, gi on Tuesday, Thursday. Ooh. I know. I know. I'm excited for that. Uh, big shout-outs to the Van Eyes crew of 10th Planet Origin who uh, have taken me in so nicely whenever I go visit for wrestling, and to our pal Bob, a.k.a. Robert, a.k.a. El Castro, uh, for running a fantastic wrestling class today. Kev, you can tell I'm getting older because... You You know how I kind of injured myself today? Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. That was not necessary. (laughs) I feel every part of that. move. That's what you just texted me (laughs) right now, you asshole. Um, no, I uh I kinda got like a little
0: injured. Not fully. I don't Uh-oh. think. Uh-oh. Is this the ice pack? What? See, I hit yeah, kinda, yeah. I, I was like, oh, he's hot too. Oh, I get it. Sorry, no. I didn't even think it was an injury. I just what had happened?
1: a slight problem today where I couldn't tell that something was disrupted. I stretched out a lot today. But they came up with this idea of doing a leapfrog kind of warm-up. And I did. I got pretty good hops for a person my age. And when I came down, my whole back just kind of froze. And I said, "Uh uh-oh. Am I supposed to do things from here? Now, my good friend Gabe, who's an amazing instructor, fitness instructor. uh, He's one of the fight camp guys over there. He and I are very similar in the realm of we do whatever we can to help all the guys who fight MMA or jiu-jitsu professionally. So we're always the guys who are giving advice. He's wearing glasses. I wear glasses, so we're both smart. But today at wrestling, when it was me and him, he looked at me, and he just had a face that said, game on, motherfucker. And I couldn't look and stop at him and say, hey, dude, my back sucks. So could you? Nope, Gabe's trying to kill me. Okay. So I fortunately was able to uh, out-wrestle him, and by that I mean just use most of my weight. Really, against a smaller person for a long period of time. Uh, And he was like, Rav, you've got a good grip. And I was like, You were trying to hurt me. So I tried to mitigate it by being bigger and fatter. And it worked. Also, my back sucks. So thanks, Gabe. Anyway, good stuff there. Uh, We all went out to watch the fights out. So shout out to uh, the Oaks, shout out to all of the crew. Uh, for being so nice and kind to us. I appreciate very much. And shout-out to Valley Martial Arts Center. I am Mm -hmm. looking forward to training back there this week, getting to get in some even more good gi training. I also want to send a shout-out to the good folks over at our local uh, pet hospital. Lucy, my beloved little puppy, had to go in for some uh, little surgery. That's what they call it for little puppies. They're like, oh, she's getting a little surgery, and it's like, hmm doesn't cost a little but they couldn't have been nicer with her she's coming back recovering and she is running around the house like a mad woman however there was a moment when she was on good drugs that she looked at me and kev you know she talks so when she looked at me Mm -hmm. she goes daddy i'm on that good drug shit i see what kevin's talking about (laughs) <laughs> snap you need to get on the train and get on some stuff because fuck i'm so high right now this is right and i i for a brief second contemplated well what if i was getting high <laughs> i digress we will not do that right now because you know what there are people right now competing as we record this high and we'll have more on that a little bit later on next week's show and to thank you everybody who had very nice things to say about our anthony bourdain episode um Still obviously is going to affect us, and we'll obviously talk about it, I'm sure, more and more throughout the the time. But he left such a great impact, and all of your words are very nice and appreciated. So I think that'll do it for me, guys.
0: That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night. And good
1: fight. Unless it's the same punk one, because that was really not a good fight. But you get the idea. We're done. All things must go.
0: Use hard.